If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, on today's episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, we will be talking about Skyward Sword. It's just around the corner. Monster Hunter Stories 2, Mario Kart Live, Streets of Rage 4, and some more stuff. If all of that sounds good and you're over here on the YouTube channel, do me a favor, click on the buttons right down below the video. It absolutely helps out. And if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel yet, make sure that you do over at nerdnest.tv. Let's get started. Nintendo recently released a video where they were showing off all of the improvements that they're making to The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, which is coming out very, very soon. I played this game on the Wii. It's fantastic. However, I didn't like the waggle. That is, you know, waving my arms around in order to play the game. I very much prefer to use button controls. Now, we all already knew that the game is going to feature button controls, and Nintendo was showing that off as one of the things. It got me thinking, though, I hope, I really, really hope that this is not an all or nothing thing. So here's what I mean by that. I don't want to have to go into settings and turn on motion controls or turn off motion controls and have it be all either all on or all off. What I'd really like to see is let me go into the settings and turn on motion controls for things like the gyroscope where I'm using it to aim with the uh, with one of Link's devices like the hook shot or the bow or that kind of thing because that has always felt really, really good. Using the gyroscope to aim something is fantastic. Using the gyroscope to swing your sword around, to me, never felt fun. So I hope that we have a little more granularity and that's not always been Nintendo's strong suit. Nintendo doesn't tend to give you a lot of options or granularity in their options. So, you know, fingers crossed that that's something that happens. Let's talk about some of the other things that they showed off. Uh, you can now get advice from Fi or Fee. I don't know how to pronounce it. I can't remember. Um, but basically, that's the name of your of your sword. If you didn't know, Skyward Sword is like the first Zelda. I know it's not the first Zelda to come out, but chronologically, it is the first Zelda. And the name of your sword is Fi, and uh, basically it's like going to, you can you can turn this on in the options, and the sword will flash, and it'll be like, hey, here's a piece of advice for you, which is cool. You can also be like, hey, give me a hint and tell me where to go in case you get lost. I always like it when, when companies give uh, players an optional way to get a hint so that they can get unstuck. I am notorious for getting so far into a game and then getting stuck and not being able to figure it out and saying, well, I'll figure it out later and then never getting back to the game. That's always been a stumbling block with me. So I always appreciate it when somebody uh, does something like this. Uh, of course, better frame rate, which is great. I think that that's awesome. You can, <laughs> this is really good. And 
I really hope that this is something that Nintendo does across all their games, but I, I doubt it. I really doubt it. Um, there these these two things, actually three things that are huge changes to what it's like to play these games. That is, fast forwarding dialogue is now going to be an option. Oh my God, thank you. Um, how did they phrase it? Streamlining item information. I'll talk about that one in a second. And skippable cutscenes. All right. So those three things are very, very exciting for me because I cannot stand the way that some developers slow the gameplay down by giving you these really, really long, drawn-out cutscenes or making the dialogue slowly appear on the screen. And I'm like, I can read it faster if you just put all the dialogue on the screen at once. I'm not sure why developers do things like that, uh, but they, I, part of me... And I know that this is kind of, I don't know, mustache twirly conspiracy theory. But part of me thinks that they do it so that they can pad the amount of time that it takes you to beat a game so that they can say over 70 hours of content or something like that. Whenever a developer gives me the option to speed things up or skip things, I'm always a fan. And some of you might be saying, well, why would you want to skip a cutscene in a story-based game? I don't know, but sometimes I do. And... I just, I love having the option. The The middle one that I talked about, the streamlining item information, this is going to be huge because I, it's been a problem in Zelda games in the past where you pick up an item and it's like, hey, this is how you use that item. And it, that's great the first time, but the 87th time that I've picked that item up, I should probably know what the item is used for by now. So stop telling me like, oh, here's a blue rupee. You can use this to buy things in a store. That's great. I've been playing Zelda games for most of my life at this point. And the the idea that I wouldn't know what a rupee's used for is kind of ridiculous. So it's okay to tell me the first time, but then just shut up and get out of my way. Uh, I think that that is a, a really awesome addition. And uh, I think that one of the reasons that Nintendo might do this... <laughs> And again, conspiracy theory is so that they can say, all right, well, now all of the speedrunners that want to speedrun this game, they're going to have to buy this version because now they'll be able to speedrun the game uh, even faster because of these skippable cutscenes, because of the streamlined item information, and because of the fast forward dialogue. I think that that's great. This next one I've talked about on the show before, uh, it's currently uh, up for pre order. At $12, which is not what the regular price is going to be. Once the game actually launches, the regular price is going to be $15. But right now, it's being sold for $12 at pre-order. And that is Blaster Master 03. If you have not played Blaster Master 0 or Blaster Master 02, you are absolutely missing out on an incredible game. Uh, or on two incredible games, actually. Uh, give, a, give you a little background information of this particular game. Uh, basically, you are this guy named Jason who gets teleported to another planet and you find a tank and uh, like an AI robot lady and uh, you go on your adventures together. And the game is broken into two sections uh, where one section you are a side scroller inside the tank 
driving around Metroidvania style shooting stuff uh, with your side scrolling Metroidvania style gameplay. And then you can get out of the tank and go into these missions, which then transforms the game into a top down. Well, not quite top down. I would say more isometric three fourths view uh, where you are almost like a twin stick shooter. Um, more of an adventure style game. And the way that these two games work together, or these two gameplay modes work together is just fantastic. Uh, you have all of these different abilities that you can pick up by going into the, I guess the dungeons, which is like the isometric view. And you pick up new abilities that then upgrade your tank so that you can get to new areas. The mechanics of this game are just absolutely fantastic. So it's definitely something you should check out. I started playing it back when the Switch first came out, uh, and that was uh, back in 2017. It was one of the, I'm going to say almost launch games. Like, I don't think it was on day one, but I think it was, like, available on the Nintendo Switch on day three. So I had two games on my Nintendo Switch at the time. I had Breath of the Wild, and I had Blaster Master Zero, and I had so much fun with that game. So you definitely want to pick that up, uh, try that game out, and then... You know, if if you really like it, then you're probably going to want to pre-order Blaster Master Zero 3 for that $12. The game comes out in, on July 29th. There, uh, Inti Creates is saying this is the final chapter in the saga of Jason and Sophia and, and all of that stuff, uh, which is cool. Do I think that we're going to see Blaster Master disappear? No, this is the Blaster Master Zero games. So I imagine that they're going to continue because they're pretty successful games with Blaster Master Next, or whatever it is that they want to call it. If you've been listening to the show for the past year or so, then you probably know that I'm a huge fan of Monster Hunter Rise. It is an awesome, awesome game. Really, really fun. It's the first Monster Hunter game that I feel like I really got into and understood the nuances, because Capcom is bad at teaching you how to play these games. Monster Hunter Rise is definitely the most approachable one. Now, you know, we had Monster Hunter uh, Generations Ultimate uh, previously on the Nintendo Switch, which was actually a remake of a 3DS game. And it was great, but it wasn't as good as Monster Hunter Rise. And after playing Monster Hunter Rise, I can never go back to any of the older ones. In addition to Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate on the Nintendo Switch, we had Monster Hunter Stories, which I always looked at it and said, oh, look, they're they're aping Pokemon, and uh, that's cool, but I don't really care about that, and I'm not too terribly interested. Uh, so I never played Monster Hunter Stories, uh, and Monster Hunter Stories 2, I've pretty much just kind of written off, and every time that there's, that there's been something about it, I not necessarily fast forward through it, but my brain just kind of shuts off while I'm while I'm watching it. Well, Capcom just released a video, and in that video they showed off that this game has co-op gameplay, which kind of blew my mind. Like I didn't realize that that was going to be in this game. Uh, basically, you can match up with a friend and run around on the map, and then, like, let's say that you and I are playing together. I start a fight with a monster, you can keep like going around doing stuff or you can join in my fight. Uh, there's like this moment where it says connecting when you start and it that's very jarring the way that it does that. I wish there was a 
I don't know, a more elegant way that they do. I, obviously, they have to do that in order to sync what they're like, what's happening between the two consoles. But I think that, you know, it could look a little more elegant, maybe with a loading bar or something like that. But it just says connecting and it everything freezes for a second. But once everything is synced up, then you're both on the same screen with the same monster very very cool and you can do like these cool team up abilities where you know you can jump on your uh the monster that you ride or i think they call them monsties which i can't bring myself to say ever again uh, you you get on the the monster that's like your pet and your your the person that you're playing with gets on their monster that that's their pet and then you ride together in this crazy anime attack with giant explosions and stuff it seems really cool and Having played a ridiculous amount of Monster Hunter Rise, that gameplay loop of going and hunting a monster, getting the parts, taking those parts, making new weapons and armor, and then going to hunt bigger monsters, like that gameplay loop being melded together with the turn-based combat of Pokemon is suddenly getting my attention. Now, that game comes out on, let me look here, I believe it's... Boy, it's real soon. I think it's like July 9th or something. Yeah, it's July 9th. So that game comes out on July 9th, which from the day of recording this is not very far away. And I don't know if I want to buy that game right off. It's not a first-party Nintendo game. So there's a pretty good chance that it'll get discounted later on. And I'm currently swimming in games to play. Like, we, we live in this era where there are so many games to play that... We have to make choices on games that we're going to skip and games that we're going to play, which is a cool problem to have, but I really want to check this game out suddenly, but I don't think I'm going to buy it at launch. I think I'm going to wait for a discount and pick it up later, which means I'll probably miss out on all of the co-op stuff, but let's be honest. um, I don't know how scaling is going to work in the co-op stuff, and I am notoriously slow at leveling. So, I mean, if I'm honest... I'm probably going to get left behind anyway. So I'll probably just play this stuff uh, uh, single player. But Monster Hunter Stories 2, I feel kind of bad for not paying attention to all this time. Very interested in in what that gameplay loop can bring to the turn-based kind of thing. The one thing that I didn't like that I saw is they have these moments where you have to like spam a button. So you're in the middle of a fight, which is a turn-based fight. And then now you just have to spam A. Can we all just agree that spamming a button as fast as you can is not a fun way to game, to, to play a game? I, maybe, maybe I am completely off base on this, but for me, I find that to be completely uninspiring. For those of you that have a place in your house to set this up, it's incredibly cool. Uh, One of our community members, Bowser13, even did like a stream on her Twitch channel. Make sure you check her out. Um, Where she set up Mario Kart Live Home in her basement and was playing this game where if you don't know what it is, you have like a little physical Mario Kart go-kart and you set up a track in your house and then you play that game on your Nintendo Switch. It's incredibly cool. Her cats were involved in the in the match as well. And it was really awesome. Uh, but Mario Kart Live Home Circuit is getting an update. They're adding in new obstacles like oil slicks, barrels, and dinosaurs, apparently. And it also has new courses and a new cup, which I think is very, very cool. 
I don't really have a good space in my house to set this up. And even if I did, I don't know that I would personally take the time to do it. Usually if I want to play a game, I want to just sit down and play a game. I don't want to have to prepare to play a game uh, outside of D&D. But this seems incredibly cool. And for those of you that have Mario Kart Live, there you go. Uh, You've got some new stuff in it, and I think that that's awesome. Moving on to the final story of today's episode, and that is Streets of Rage 4 is adding a survival mode. If you haven't played Streets of Rage 4, it is a ridiculously fun side-scrolling brawler. Um, you know, it's Streets of Rage. If if you played Streets, if you're old like me, then you probably played Streets of Rage on the Genesis back in the day. Well, Streets of Rage 4 has this beautiful hand-drawn art, and it melds that that art with the fantastic gameplay of the originals. And I I beat that game. It's incredibly fun. Uh, but it's got a new mode called survival mode, which is almost like this arena uh, rush mode where like they take you, you go into an arena, you rush through. And by the way, co-op, you can play with your friends as well, uh, up to four players, I believe. Uh, you go through the arena. You, when you finish, then it has like these roguelike elements where it has, all right, you've got these two. I'm, I'm assuming that they are randomly generated, these two power-ups that you can choose between maybe your strength goes up or maybe your speed goes up and they they showed off a bunch of them really really fast on screen i think that this is very cool if you've already got the game uh this is a free update comes out on july 15th i played through it completely on game pass it's also on switch it's on pc i'm assuming it's on playstation it's coming to stadia later on uh this month i believe or maybe it was just this summer probably july 15th i'm gonna guess and uh, it is on the Switch. So uh, it is a really, really fun game. And getting this added mode is giving it a lot of replay value. It's a game that already had tons of replay value because you've got like high scores that you got to beat and other characters to unlock. So all of that seems really cool. And I'm excited to try out survival mode with some uh, some friends and see how far we can get before I get us killed because I'm really, really bad at the game. Even though I beat the game, I'm really bad at it. That's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you haven't already, check out my YouTube channel, nerdnest.tv. I post stuff there about Nintendo. I post stuff there about all kinds of gaming uh, industry stuff. So make sure that you head on over to nerdnest.tv, click on the subscribe button. And if you're watching this over there, don't forget to click that like button. It tells everybody, hey, this is a good video and you should watch it too. I really do appreciate it. Let me know what you thought in the comment section down below. And uh, if you are watching this on YouTube and you want to take it with you, check out the podcast version of the show in any podcast app. Just search for Nintendo Switchcraft. I'll see you all next time. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.